This is Sports Pest, presented by Repost from Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like a hungry driver trying to make it to in and out just before it closes. He is Larry Bun and Meat Only, and I am Andrew Protein Style Keller. My move is to get the protein style burger for the optics. Everyone knows that I'm, I'm being healthy, but then I get the fries on the back end. And um, Have you ever had the protein style burger in and out? It's, it's quite the scene. I don't feel like I would go to In-N-Out if I had to eat. The, why, why not just eat a salad? Well, it's for the optics. Everyone, everyone sees you with the lettuce wrap and it's really messy and everything's falling all over you. Like that guy is a healthy person. He doesn't need the carbs, but then you, you slide the French fries in there. And uh, I don't know. It's all about the, it's all about optics. My question with the uh, protein style, is it more expensive? No, it's the same cost. Same cost. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing of lettuce. what's more expensive a lettuce or a bun i would say lettuce because you have to maintain it like buns probably have a longer shelf life than a big wrap of lettuce but we'll have to talk to uh our friends that run in and out and see what they say so if you're going for value go with the protein stuff that's right another value tip is at chipotle getting the veggies added on is not an upcharge people think it is but it's not or if you get a vegetarian burrito guacamole is free wow dude you're like going full veg on us today i love it yeah optics get your protein well we are uh vegging out because it is time for the 2021 nfl season to kick off the first game of the season your super bowl defending tampa bay buccaneers taking on your dallas cowboys we've got lots to talk about as we get ready for the nfl season Let's start with the hardest first. Who do you think will win the Super Bowl? Who will be in this year's Super Bowl? Ooh, I don't... I feel like Tom Brady is going to do something absurd and, and they're going to win it again. Maybe uh, maybe a little Green Bay in there. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've seen these breakdowns and uh, it's been interesting. Just old men run... Old men reign supreme. And it, it's just kind of curious to me how old people keep performing versus like what the paradigm was previous but uh who do you have in the super bowl well that's a great question my statistic that i love to throw out every year this time in the nfl season is that every year one team in one division goes from last to first so oftentimes it's an unexpected team that you're not thinking about that so for instance last year the buffalo bills Mm-hmm. They didn't make it to the Super Bowl. They went from last to first. So there's always some surprise. You know, like everybody wants to say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everybody wants to say the Rams. But I'm just oh, here I to don't say, want to say the Rams. You don't want to say the Rams. I don't want to say the Rams. You don't also, want to say the Rams. Do, do you believe in the Super Bowl hangover? I, typically, yes. Tom Brady's on a team, no. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He showed that with the Patriots. Yeah, we saw this breakdown um, of all these different writers at USA Today, and Jory Epstein has Josh Allen winning the MVP, but Buffalo not making it past the first round, which is a crazy thought to me. I mean, you can have the best player in the league and not go deep into the playoffs, but that was like a weird thing. Everyone else kind of had something that matched up with their team going deeper into the playoffs. I think it's a fool's errand to try to decide who's going to win the Super Bowl right now. Can uh, A.A. Ron go back-to-back for the MVP, Aaron Rodgers? A.A. Ron, thank you. Maybe with all his uh, Jeopardy spite, maybe he will. 
or I don't know if he's going to spite the Green Bay Packers by saying I'm going to win MVP even though even though I hate you. The defensive MVP, Miles Garrett, you going with that Cleveland Browns? Yeah, I can go with that. I saw that they're they're calling Dak Prescott to be the comeback player of the year. I'm not convinced he's going to last the mm. whole season. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the easiest one to choose of these NFL stories would be rookie of the year. Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick, Jaguars. He was already named captain of the team. If he has sort of a modicum of a good year, he's got it in the back. Yeah, I mean, if if you're just playing consistently as a rookie, like that gives you an edge because most rookies aren't playing too much historically. But one of my favorite storylines, though, is always rooting for a team to go defeated for the year. The Texans, (laughs) can they go 0-17, the first team ever to do that because they're now playing 17 games. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, their star quarterback, uh, had some dalliances with massagers. He's not going to play week one. That no. story is just going to – they're a bad team to begin with. Now they don't have their quarterback. I do think there is real uh, pause to say they might go 0-17. Oh, for – I mean, should they have an O for parade? Was it I the think Browns so. Recently, they were planning an O for parade. And- I can't think of a better city, Houston, to go for an O for parade. Yeah, well, this is a sad, bittersweet story for me, but our last recap. No, no, no. So I got excited. (laughs) Finally, it was cut week and they were going to do the cuts. And um, my theory proved to be true. First of all, Jerry Jones is a little jerk because in every other season I've seen, they bring the guys in one at a time. They have a chat with them. They tell them what's up. This one, they get all the players in one room. Uh, Random coach comes in. He's like, all right, you're all cut. And that was it. Uh, Mike McCarthy follows up and, and meets with them individually. But back to my theory, every single player that we followed, even if they were cut, they're like, we want you on the practice squad. Like other times it was, we followed people that got legitimately cut. And so uh, Jerry Jones didn't do himself any favors by having me watch this season. Did any of the heartstrings that you were rooting for get blown out? And now you're sad because they're going to have to go on and latch on to another team. No, they're everyone that we followed is still attached to the Cowboys. And that's, Ridiculous. One thing that they did, they followed uh, Trayvon Diggs and they had his son who was super cute. And uh, he he kept on like telling him that he needed to be a Dak Prescott fan. And every time he's like, who's your favorite quarterback? And the kid, he's like four is like Patrick Mahomes. And uh, he has like Dak come meet them at an ice cream shop. And Dak comes in and says, hey, it's nice to meet you. And he's like, do you know who I am? He's like, you're Patrick Mahomes. So he signed his jersey, not Patrick Mahomes, which I thought was hilarious. One of the advantages to watching the season, the only one that I really watched all the way through was the Raiders. And you really do build a connection as you have with some of these players. And so you kind of just pay more attention to them throughout the season because you've kind of got their backstory a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to do that. But uh, again, this is more about Jerry Jones. One side note, quick story, Peyton Manning, who I just think is great. He's coaching his 10-year-old son's flag football team. And to avoid criticism of who is playing, it's a five-on-five team. He only has five players on the team, and that way people can't bug him, which I think is great. I think it's you great. know, list parents don't have any. Everybody's going to play the whole game. I was thinking, though, I'm sure he runs with some high society people. Uh, as you run with high society people, they like to take vacations to Fiji and the like. 
So oftentimes you need a third, another person substitute because your friends are off in Fiji playing. So he might want to get a sub. If I was Peyton Manning and, or sorry, if Peyton Manning had asked for my opinion, I'd be like any game you're at, just wear a Super Bowl ring. And when anyone questions you, hold it up and be like, I'm better than you are. You have nothing to say. It would have to be annoying to, I don't know. I, I think it's great that he's really wants to coach the team. Cause I don't think it would be easy to be paid Manning coaching your son's flag football team. No, but I guess the Mannings love football so much that they'll still be around it. Moving on. Mr. November is officially immortalized in Cooperstown. Derek Jeter amongst the group of new players inducted into the baseball hall of fame, along with Larry Walker, Ted Simmons, the former Player Association boss, and Marvin Miller, all inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Jeter spent his entire 20-year career with the Yankees. Captain won five championships, made four all-star game, 14 All-Star games, and run the Rookie of the Year award. It was a somewhat of an okay speech. His parents were there. His very nice-to-look-at wife was there. His kids were there. He closed the speech with, it's been a hell of a ride. Also in there, I mentioned Larry Walker. He becomes the second Canadian-born Hall of Fame player into the Baseball Hall of Fame. The first player to be enshrined as a member of your Colorado Rockies. Not my Colorado Rockies. Not my Col- I, uh, I tried to go to a Colorado game when I lived in Colorado, and every single time, well, I tried three times, but we would get to Denver and then we get rained out, which is like doesn't happen in Major League Baseball very often. But I, again, with my weird uh, baseball luck, I never got to see one when I lived there. I've been to a baseball game at Coors Field since. One thing about Jeter that I had forgotten about, and this reminded me, was his 3,000th 3, hit was a home run. Do you remember that? I did not know that. Back in 2011, he got his 3,000th hit. I can't say that word. And it was a home run. So Jeter, just every part of his career was storybook. I thought that was great. You get voted into the baseball hall of fame by the baseball writers association. There's like a thousand baseball writers across America, all of them. Let's say it's a thousand, but one voted for Derek Jeter in any speech. He called out the one person that said, thanks for not voting for you. It, it was kind of a funny moment, lighter moment from the cap. I hate that part of baseball. I can't stand it. I have one quick going back in the lineup. When you think of Deion Sanders, what team do you think of? Or do you just think of football in general? No, I think of him as a Falcon first, and then he was a 49er, and then he was a Cowboy. I don't, yeah. I mean, all those pop up to me. I just think of him just being an electric player. I thought it was strange that they show the star, the Cowboys facility, and Deion Sanders is on the wall, which I, I mean, he played for the Cowboys, but also. Uh, I don't, I don't associate him as a cowboy. Anyway, I was curious what your thoughts on wrapping up with the uh, hall of fame. Let's just fast forward 20 years and say that we end up in the podcasting hall of fame someday. And you're up there giving a speech. Just give me maybe a, a sentence about what your wardrobe would be for that. Uh, I'd probably wear a fedora and yeah. uh, a three piece suit. No tie, no tie. Well, Larry Walker, making his most famous speech, his induction speech into the Baseball Hall of Fame, had a shirt on that featured SpongeBob SquarePants. Now, I feel like he's an old enough man that he doesn't have little kids running around, so maybe I'm wrong. But he wore a SpongeBob SquarePants pin on his suit, giving his speech, and then, of course, it broke the Internet. 
Well, most people don't, might not remember what he looks like, but it's also a funny juxtaposition of how he looks with his bald head and goatee with his SpongeBob because he looks kind of prickly. And then SpongeBob is such a whimsical thing to wear that it was a fun thing to see. So I think you know where I'm going with this, but bear with me. Next time you're approaching a Calcutta and your money is mm. on the line, are you betting on age and experience or youth and potential? I always take the the team that's the least amount of money because I'm usually with some big spenders and I don't have that. You go for value? Yeah, I go for value. Well, we talked about this not friend of the show. Greg Vandenbosch is going to be attending the Ryder Cup this year. And Captain Steve Stricker gets two veterans, Jordan Spieth and Tony Finau. And then the rest rounds out the team with rookies saying he wants to go with uh, youth over experience, which I feel like traditionally the Ryder Cup captains have gone more with the experienced older players. And I don't know if I agree with this strategy. I don't have high hopes for the U.S. in the Ryder Cup this year with this uh, younger uh, crop, but I'm curious if you agree with Steve Stricker's value proposition. The, the main thing I'm worried about here is if the U.S. were to win the Ryder Cup, there's usually a beer or champagne shower at the end. Captain Steve Stricker went with the big Mormon. He will not be participating in the beer or champagne shower. So I'm a little worried how the big Mormon Tony Finau will react to the beer parade. Beer parade. Well, maybe uh, maybe not friend of the show will be able to slip in there and take Tony Finau's place. I feel like anyone that would show up randomly in a place like that, it would be Greg. Now, the big thing about this Ryder Cup is, obviously, it's the American men versus the European men. Uncle Kirk texted us post show yesterday. He lost 250 on the uh, European 60. women. What? 260. 260. He lost 260 on the European American men, women to beat the European women. So I wonder if Uncle Chayton will give him a chance to get his 250 back. I guarantee he will. And uh, Uncle Kirk will have 250 bucks riding on the American men to win the Ryder Cup. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Go with America. Chayton's a communist. Or... I don't know too much about uh, Chayton, but maybe he'll declare Jubilee. I don't know. I don't uh, think that's been declared in a while. <laughs> Typically, Jubilees have to do with me. Once again, if you, know, if you don't know what Jubilee is, go to Urban Dictionary. I am published on Urban Dictionary under the definition of Jubilee. Check it out. Check it out. We have a very, very under-the-radar story going on here. World Cup qualifying for U.S. men's soccer currently underway. They take a couple of breaks around the world. So people can stop, stop playing for their club teams and go home and play for their home teams. America currently on a uh, tour of South America. They tied against El Salvador. They tied it against those damn Canadians. The U.S. needing a win in World Cup qualifying, and they get it. A 4-1 victory over Honduras. 18-year-old Ricardo Pepe to the rescue. He scored a goal and two assists. Ricardo Pepe! So Mexico's on top of seven points, followed by Canada, the U.S., and Panama. They have five. Top three teams automatically move on to the Qatar World Cup. The fourth team in the division has to play some sort of playoff game to get in. U.S. returns to action next month, hosting Jamaica. 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 I, this, is, this is old, 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 but I don't know the answer to this. What happened to that? can of air that they used to bring out when people got hurt remember they would run out and they would spray oh. them and then they would pop back up uh, the acting in soccer is great there was a play where a keeper came out took a player down and they were working on him for a while and i was like where's the can of air 
I don't I don't know the answer to that. I gotta be honest, I could use a can of air right now. And there's multiple times in my day I could just use a can of air. Yeah. Well, as an American, I'm happy that the US is back in it. And also as an American, I've been saddened by the rise of the UFC and Logan Paul fights. And I'm not sure what the future holds, but Donald Trump has a message for us all. Now yes. it's time for the American people to take back <laughs> their future. So, 58-year-old Evander Holyfield is facing off against 44-year-old Vitor Belfort. And Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. are going to be giving us commentary. Uh, I guess people will tune in maybe to hear a political message. Uh, it's it's happening in Vegas. He kind of, he's got Trump Tower there, or Trump, uh, Trump Hotel there. I don't know. This seems silly to me. Uh, maybe I'll, like SNL, I'll check for the highlights. If something funny happens, I'll, I'll hear about it the next day. But I'm definitely not tuning in to this. You know, obviously, it's a business decision. As we've been mentioned, the YouTube fighter, whatever his name is, Paul, Jake Paul. Logan Paul. Or Logan both Paul. of them, I think. They've been getting a lot of views, making a lot of money on the pay-per-views. So it makes sense that you bring Trump in, pay him a million bucks, you're going to get more clicks. My only question will be how good of a boxing commentator can Donald Trump be? Does he know the pure science of the reach and the jab? And the so I don't know, or is he just going to be up there? Who knows what he's going to say? He's, he's a wild card. I mean, we, I kind of skipped over this story, but uh, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning are doing this thing for the next three seasons where they're going to sit on their couch and give commentary. They do understand football because they played at the highest level for a really long time. But maybe just like in the age of Twitch and people just watching regular people, quote, regular people talk, maybe people just want to hear what Donald Trump has to say because he hasn't had a microphone for a while and, and he's got a base that it will tune in. Wait a minute. So it's so a business decision. The Manning brothers are going to like Twitch stream them watching a game. It's going to be on ESPN too. Interesting. So I, I guess I the that. similar thing, like Eli will be on his couch. Peyton will be on his couch. They're not going to be in the same room. And uh, they're just going to kind of talk about it. So Trump and Donald Trump Jr. are going to, it's doing color or play by play for any sporting event is, is a very specific skill. Like, I don't know if they can filibuster for an entire boxing match, but I guess we'll see the highlights after the fight happens. Promoters of the fight already won because they got the sports best podcast to talk about it. Yeah. And uh, maybe in my Hall of Fame podcast speech, I'll talk about <laughs> the one that the one that got us on the map, and it was this yes. one. Yes, yes, I'm in. Well, this has been Sports Fast. We are excited for a fun weekend ahead. I hope you are too. We'll see you next week. I'm Andrew for Putt and Larry. Thank you, Stuff Five.